You are such a geek. Geek. What is a geek? Recording in progress, Jake, you've pissed me off. Not really, though. Not in a way like I'm going to fucking quit the podcast or whatever. But Oh, I know. Just in a way that like now you're going to spend the rest of your night looking at Mandala facts. Dude, it's going to be like the time I ate the fucking Impossible Burger and I didn't know it was the like, like I thought. I don't know. You thought it was a burger? Well, I I do a joke about this, so I don't want to bit at you. But bit at me. I love it. I'm doing this new bit where it's like I got an Impossible Whopper, but like I was I was trying to tease myself into well, not tease but like trick myself into being like here's what happened they made a regular whopper and they ran out of paper so they put it in the impossible whopper thing and that's what they fucking did and i because i didn't want to eat the impossible whopper but i couldn't go back because i was too far away from work so i had to eat it and after all my protesting of why i didn't want to eat it i bit into it and i couldn't fucking tell the difference so i was like what the fuck is happening my yeah. entire life is a lie the difference is it's way worse for you oh of course but, you know, that's where the comedy comes in. I know. I I think that's hilarious that the Impossible Burger is literally almost twice as bad for you as the normal burger. Do they sell, <laughs> but they then, sell it at all the fast food places? Yeah. But it's to be green. It's to not produce cow methane and like that sort of thing. Yeah. In reality, the burger is twice as likely to kill you. But even crazier still is I'm just worried that what if there was like a vegetarian that decided to trust Burger King for the first time in 15 years in the drive through behind me and they got a regular Whopper and they were like, oh, maybe they ran out of the impossible Whopper papers and they had to put it in a regular Whopper paper. And oh. then they, they bit into the, the fucking regular Whopper and they couldn't tell the difference between that and the impossible and their little system couldn't handle it. So they went home and killed their entire family for some reason. Okay. I get it now. But earlier, I thought you said you ordered the Impossible Whopper and then had to gas yourself up to actually eat it. I didn't know. No, understand. sir. It was, it was a, a mistake. I ordered a number one with cheese. That's the first day of Burger King school. They definitely fucked some vegetarian behind you, dude. <laughs> like 100%. That person, that person went home and their whole outlook changed. Yeah, because their asshole widened three inches while they were blowing chunks after the first meat they ate, in however long, was liquid smoke smoke treated whopper meat <laughs> there's a level of truth to that i'm gonna cut this whole bit out since it's a bit i do on stage and i don't want to be that I guy i figured you'd cut it out till we started talking about tv shit anyway right oh well, there's some good stuff in there right. where are we at we're at 289 okay holy buckets dude all right how's everybody doing by the way how's is it snowing by you yeah i haven't looked out sides since i've been home um yeah, that's fair i haven't either but i've only been home for an all hour. the school districts called it here and i don't think it's just because of the weather i think it's as a result of the weather people aren't going to go to work and there's not enough people to cover the people not going to work and it's not worth having all these people on the road when there's shortages as it is so Fuck it. Don't even fight it. Let nature happen. Give it a yeah. win. Give it a win. I'm hoping that I get a day off tomorrow, but I got a lot of projects that are due. And you would think that like with 
with inclement weather being like the one of the top predators of elderly people that they wouldn't come in but what time do you normally go to work i have to be there at 10 all right well i was gonna say uh, uh, you could probably delay it till 10 (laughs) but you already have 10 so i don't know like city government offices will open at 10 in certain places right well who knows uh unless they don't we'll see i was gonna say unless they change overnight because those are early closures right are we supposed to get like a foot of snow possibly that's who knows i've heard projections of five to 15 so i'm feet yes i'm saying two feet that's what i'm calling (laughs) i want durango durango got three feet this morning (laughs) i've always secretly sorry jake Go ahead. No, I just was threw in the last phrase. Oh, I was just, I've always secretly yearned for, there's this one episode of Married with Children where it snows really hard overnight. Yeah. And then they look out the, they're like, it, you know, Ed O'Neill's just like, it didn't snow that bad. And then he like fucking opens the back window and to the glass, the, to the sliding glass door to their backyard, you know, yeah. and the fucking snows like above his Fuck. head. Yeah. I'm trapped inside here with Peg. She's like, Al, let's have sex. He's like, nah, no Peg. I used to watch that show. I, I love did. that show. Yeah. Fuck yeah. You've had used snow to... like that though, haven't you, Mitch? No, I've never seen snow that's above my head. Hey, you know what? Let me let's get 97. it started. Let, let's get it started here. Episode 289 of the broadcast geeks. I am one of your geeks, man, Oren. I'm Jake Becker. And I'm the Mandela effect, Mitch Jones. Mandela. Hey, <laughs> hey uh, Matt. How many yeah. times have you seen the Jungle Book, and when was the last time you saw it? The original Jungle Book, not that fucking John Favreau CGI bullshit. I not in a long time. But have you seen it a bunch of times? No, I saw it a couple times. I think I don't recall it being one of my top top things. I used to love. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, man. did I just shatter everybody's world? I'm sorry. No, it's no. Just, I just thought you were the best of us, and then now you've exposed your opinion on the Jungle Book. <laughs> and I'm not sure anymore. I've lost no, a little no. bit of faith. I have no, I have no ill will at all towards the Jungle Book. I enjoy it. I just haven't seen it a, a whole lot. Right, but the correct answer is yes, a hundred times. It's the best movie ever. Fair, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is both me and Mitch's answer because. Um, it's my favorite one Disney animated movie that I watched the most growing up. Mine too. It goes that then Robin Hood. Uh, do you? Because yep. Baloo's in both and Baloo's a gangster. Yeah, remember... and also Maid Marian's pretty hot. Yeah, she is. I would agree with that. Do you remember the King Louis song? You, I want to be like you. I, I'm the king of the swingers. Oh, the jungle VIP. I've reached the top and had to stop. And that's what's bothering me. I want to be a man, man cub. <laughs> And stroll right into town and be just like the other man. I'm tired of monkeying around. That song. Yeah. Okay. Well, what, do you right, remember a... Baloo coming out in a grass skirt? I'm it's where I'm going to turn the they... video off. I, I feel shame. <laughs> it's where they go to rescue Bagheera and Baloo are trying to rescue Mowgli from King Louie and the rest of the monkeys. Yes. I remember that. I remember, I vaguely remember the scene. Yes. And then. They're singing the song and then Baloo burst in and he's dressed like a, he's got a disguised on made out of jungle items to look like a female orangutan. <laughs> now, do you remember what this looked like? Yeah. Cause he had that, uh, oh, there was that sloppy boy. I, I, I have memories of it. I, I guess. I what don't. was the outfit? Was it a dress? Yeah. He's wearing a grass skirt, but then he has coconuts somewhere. And do you know where they were? Oh, I mean, obviously 
The <laughs> he doesn't remember. He's I'm just saying say, the obvious I'm answer. Say, yeah, the yeah. Answer okay, but yeah, but I don't want to count that as a win for me because you don't remember, and that is obvious that it'd be a coconut rocks. We've all seen coconut or rocks. coconut cod piece. Where did you oh. think it was? Mitch remembers it the way the new Mandela effect is, where he remembers the coconut on the mouth, which was always there. Nope. Oh, he there was. was a- Baloo had the coconuts on his mouth. It was a bra as a beak. Yeah, to look like and, a orangutan. Me and yes. the original animator remember him having the bra. Uh, I remember the beak. I remember a beak. Huh. Maybe you guys both saw it after the universe collapsed. When the with the universe of crap, it would have to have been like after nineteen seventy fucking two or whatever. No, when was the this first movie time, made? The first time they think it collapsed is when CERN turned on. So like two thousand and five. Huh. I don't know, dude. Says, I remember Here, here's watching a picture this. Of it. I know, but that's not how the Mandela effect works. If it changed, then it's changed everywhere. Do you know what I I'm know. saying? The same way that you can't find a book where it's spelled Berenstein. Are it's you sure Berenstein you're not thinking everywhere. of the tailspin opening where he's wearing a you bra? and just watched the video where the animator says he agrees with me, Mitch. I know, but I want to be right. <laughs> I know, but like, are you saying, are you sure it's not this thing that happened 40 years later? Yeah, that Jake, guy didn't work on that thing. I'm trying to gaslight you into being on my side. <laughs> also, I'm playing. Also, okay, Matt's going to know this one. Matt. Oh, God, this is a lot of pressure. In it Star- is. No, you'll know this one. I in- just got done doing all kinds of AV stuff. What? You're fine. In In A New Hope, does Luke call the room that's closing in on him a trash compactor or a garbage masher? Trash compactor. You're goddamn right he did, but guess what? You'll never be able to find a clip of him saying it that way because he calls it a garbage masher now. There's no fucking way. There's no and fucking way. And just saying way. that I can't go to my VHS collection to see that you're wrong. I have an unopened opened uh set uh doesn't matter science science rules that it's changed on there too uh to quote adam savage i reject your reality and substitute my own yes uh but yeah but here's the thing it changing that doesn't change subsequent media so up until this year lego sold the trash compactor set wasn't called the garbage masher it's called the trash compactor and that's kind of the thing with that Le- uh, Legend of Zelda one you started, Mitch, too, is like they start to show you how it's proved through other media that it used to be the other way. Hmm. So wait a minute. So are we saying that the coconuts were on the beak? Or they no, they were, were on the titties originally. Me and the ori- the guy who drew it. And this is what Mitch and I were talking about because he's like, maybe that guy misremembers. And it's like, no. This is original cell animation. That means that guy was doing 120 frames a minute. So two frames a fucking second animated drawing Baloo in a bra. So he drew Baloo hundreds of times in a bra and then painted him hundreds of times in a bra. He didn't misremember. He spent weeks of his life doing that. Yeah, but not to be ageist or whatever, but he isn't he like old as fuck? He probably just doesn't remember. It was back in 1967. He's been making statements about how it's wrong, though, since like 2007 or something. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure what's happening right now. But the trash compactor one is wrong. And because I'm sure, as I told Mitch earlier, if Luke Skywalker had said garbage masher, that would have been funny to me. And I would have called trash compactors garbage mashers for the rest of my life because i saw that movie at like fucking eight and i know that that turn of phrase would have grabbed my brain harder than it grabs it now and it makes me giggle now <laughs> a garbage masher is a hilarious fucking phrase for that i would agree yeah. with that. and i don't remember that no and i remember him saying trash compactor because i didn't grow up 
in a house that like with that kind of money. So I remember asking my mom what a trash compactor was. And she's like, it's a device in a kitchen that makes your trash smaller. So you take up less space. I was like, oh, she's like, yeah, rich people have them. Hmm. All right. What's, what were we talking about before we started? Cause I want, this to is what we wanted to like, this is what yep. Jake and I were talking about before you got here. And I'm, a, I'm gonna have a fucking meltdown. No, but right before I clicked, uh, I, I, I did the intro. There was something we were talking about. Oh, I don't know. Cause Mitch and I were holding on to this and trying not to talk about it until we started. So we were both I like one foot in and one foot out on that earlier conversation. I see him in the fucking coconut bra and the grass skirt at Disneyland Paris. But like this Redditor's comment says they also show no coconut lips without the lips. We can't have the reveal that allows King Louie to see that it's Baloo in disguise, which I agree with. Mm, I now there is, it. there is a chance that I, I did see it with the bra and just don't remember. Obviously that's what could be a play here the mandela effect means that reality gets changed or is it just that the subconscious no, we all just start believing something accepting something to be true even though it's close well, that, that gets difficult because it's kind of both depending on because people call things mandela effects that aren't but the one that's being scientifically proposed that is probably happening is that bubble universes are collapsing after we open cern because we we're creating tiny black holes in there According to string theory, like that, it has to have a corresponding one somewhere in the universe. That's going to so, be the key to travel. So we're collapsing. We're collapsing weaker edge universes on our universe that aren't prime, that have tiny idiosyncrasies from ours. But when they collapse, certain things have to be adjusted into it. Certain people would be gaining consciousness from the version of them from there and rewriting your mind, and certain people wouldn't. So that's why people have disagreeing remembrances of like big things. Mm. So stuff like a movie that guys like us, me and Mitch's age saw a hundred times on VHS when we were children before DVR or like the big one that started at Mandela's funeral. Like the fact that millions of people remember watching his funeral on TV, but that's not what happened. And like he died a decade later and there's this giant misremembrance of that. But then there's other ones where we're obviously it is a bunch of people misremembering shit wrong. Right. And like, but some of those get acknowledged as like, no, this is just everybody being stupid. One of them's the bucket list. Mm -hmm. Like a bunch of people think that's a term that goes back like forever. It's like, no, that term happened with the movie, period. Really? And like, yeah, even the writer acknowledges it. Like, yeah, it's he made up the term bucket list for the movie the bucket list with Morgan Freeman and Jack Nicholson mm. before that, it'd just be like a list of goals you want to accomplish before you, we just didn't have a cute name for it. And then I think his title of his original one was like things I want to do before I kick the bucket. And then he shortened it to bucket list, but it's just so good that your brain wants to accept that it's been around longer than that. Like, cause it's, it's a better way of saying it than anything we've ever had. Yeah. So like, that's one of those ones where like everybody comes together just because it's such a smooth transition into our language that it seems like, well, yeah, it's probably been in pockets of use that I wasn't aware of before that. Like, no, it just busted on the world all at once in 2007. Yeah. Wow. I just found a bunch of concept art from the jungle book written by the original <laughs> animator. Uh, what's his Mitch. name? You're not grasping how the rules work. I am an exception to the time travel and, and multiversal travel. So if that bubble universe collapsed and it changed how the cells looked in the film, it changed how the cells looked on the cellulose too. But the animator remembering what he did wouldn't change unless he absorbed that person's consciousness. But that can't be happening 100% of the time. He could get 
super gaslighted. Yeah, but he was saying it before, like it even became an internet sensation of what did they do to my shit? He thought Disney was editing him. Mm. Maybe he did a lot of drugs and thought he was doing one thing. Disney animators in the fucking between the 40s and 60s weren't big drug guys. They'd kick you out. Lloyd Norman was not the head animator and did not draw Baloo. He was a story animator. I don't know. I can't let this go, man. I'm sorry if this is making everyone mad. It's okay. It's a garbage masher then, Mitch. I love it. I don't, I, I reject that. Really. <laughs> no, what are, what are other ones that, what are other like Mandela effects or not even, yeah, yeah. Or even just things that we all, we're not talking about like the Berenstain Bears where. Yeah, that's you, the same thing. So even quotes from movies that are mis, misspoken. It depends right. on what it is. Luke, I am your father. Right. So that's one that got transformed really quickly by. Uh, like there you can trace that one to how that became the colloquialism we said Mm -hmm. and that's different but like the trash compactor line is not something that gets repeated that's not something that you say to friends as a joke it it hasn't had the telephone game operated on it so the fact that all of us independently are cocksure that when luke yells in the stressful moment that we all saw as children trash to c3po and that it's different now means something probably happened. But no, I am your father is probably not a Mandela effect because that's been an interesting fact since before CERN came on, too. Yeah, like, like that's the, that's the trash compactor is, is explainable in the sense that when somebody might have been describing it at one time after the movie came out and said when they were stuck in the trash compactor, not remembering the words right. that we use and then that just begets written and used and then people start hearing that word but you ostensibly saw the movie 15 years before me and mitch and saw the media around it mitch and i didn't there weren't people reviewing or talking about star wars in the media when we were seeing the re-releases in like that, 90s that's, that's fair so there's no like i get what you're saying and that's what i'm saying that's what happened you're exactly yes. describing what happened i was there when it happened no i am your father so you might have been but no, I am your father got influenced the way you're saying and then repeated enough in culture as Luke, I am your father, that yeah. we all internalized it over the years. But the trash compactor thing wasn't being repeated by the people that would have been manipulated by those tiny changes in reviews and critiques and informative ways of talking about it at work that wouldn't have trickled down to people me and Mitch's age or younger than us. Mm-hmm. So that one's weird. Um, like Britney Spears remembers wearing a plaid skirt in Hit Me Baby One More Time. And so do a lot of people. But like the yeah. video shows her in a slate gray skirt now. Oh, yeah. And Mitch was like, she's fried. And I'm like, yeah, but that was also her first music video and the first gig she'd had in 10 years. I bet she remembers that day better than like, that's a big day in the life of someone whose pursuit is that. And had it kind of dry up as like a preteen. Yeah. And miraculously came back as a late teenager. I know that it's not, we're not near the end of the episode, but this would be a perfect thing for people to fucking email us about and possibly put on our Reddit page. Yeah. Oh, I agree. That's it. There's a lot of weird ones, though. I mean, there's tons of them. I refuse to believe that one about the NES that you don't have to push the the cartridge down into the system. I told you that drove me crazy. Like, I'm ready to go get mine out of the closet and see if it's do working. it. Do it live on the fucking pod. Oh, did you see Patreon material? Right. Did there. you see the guy saying that he took one apart and it doesn't even have a device to make the red light blink? The red light doesn't blink, though. The red light does blink. The power button, if the game doesn't work or you need to reset the machine, the red light blinks. I never had an NES. I was a Sega kid, so I just okay. got to take your word for it. Yeah, yeah, I had one. I have the one I had. 
It's from 1985. My dad bought it new because he's a stoner. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Well, it fucking I don't know, my- flashes. If it doesn't flash, dude, like I'm going to go walk around in the cold all night. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Don't Jack Nicholson yourself. I'm going to have to walk to CERN and have a real hard heart to heart with some scientists where I'm like, listen, there was no bra on that fucking bear. And then we I'll- shoot them all. I'll go full Baco if you don't tell me the truth right now (laughs) about whether or not you're collapsing bubble universes or whether or not you believe you might be. Because if this shit's real, then we need to have like a real discussion about it. It's weird. Well, if it's real, it's real over our heads. And unfortunately, the people who have any say or control over it are what's going to end up getting us fucked. No, it's not over our heads. If CERN admitted that they think it's a possibility that they're doing this and we'd be like, cool, turn that fucking thing off. Yeah. Has like it been on though? Like since they turned it on? They run it periodically. And it is odd that almost every time they run it, it's not very publicly announced. There's a sighting. No, new ones pop up. There's new mandala effects almost every time that they've run it. Whoa. All right. So we're talking about the universe rewriting itself to Mandela. Keep I up. keep saying Mandela. Yeah. Keep- every time the bubble collapses to keep everything right and true, certain yeah. things have to be adjusted. So there's certain things that are blending in where we're seeing more of the bubble universe, the thin universe, than we are the prime universe. That's dope as fuck. And it would actually make a lot of sense for how certain things are working out in our universe. I feel like we need to collapse them all. We yeah, could do, do that do you, too. Do you guys work for the TVA? What's going on here? <laughs> oh, so I'm glad you asked that question. Uh, no, <laughs> yes. No, and you're in oh. fucking trouble, Mitch. <laughs> you well, guys was, come in from this little fucking orange portal behind me. I was watching the trailer for Quantum Verse, mm-hmm. and it made me wonder. So Loki got taken to the TVA. Where does the TVA exist? Could it be in the Quantum Verse? Is this is what we're going to see where Kang is, or was he was not there? He was elsewhere. I think it's just it exists They're different. In They're different. Concepts. No timeline. Like yeah. it's a t- space between time, right? Yeah. the The place he's in and in, in Loki is a pocket. It's basically the film between universes that's outside of time. So right now he's in the quantum area. Area. Right, but that's in time. It's just being affected by time differently. But is he stuck there? Is that what he's making it sound like? So this is a different one that we met, obviously. It is obvious. Yeah, they gave him those deep scars and shit. So it would be obvious that he's a different version. Um, yeah. And like a lot of people are thinking it's about the time chair. Ooh, I can't fucking wait to see that. Yeah, because that makes sense with Darren Cross being there. And Modoc's whole motive of working with him because the timeshare is his, and I Kang does steal it from him at one point in the comic books. Um, the and that he's, he's Modoc's down there basically working for Kang, but he's waiting for his moment to take his invention back and leave. Hmm. So Modoc's trying to pull a double cross on Kang the whole time. Oh shit! I can't. I could like for as much as I do enjoy these Disney Plus TV shows about Marvel Cinematic Universe, I have literally not not watch them more than once so i had to remember like i had to refresh myself of what happened at the end of loki i forgot that sylvie Sylvie. killed he who remains yeah and that's why the multiverse starts to collapse on itself right yeah well no it it was unleashes a multiverse with timelines that cannot be pruned well yeah because well yeah but uh, he releases 
himself back in other timelines which he was preventing from happening that yeah it doesn't release himself back in other timelines it makes more branches off of time and he's from so far in the future that each one of those branches has exponential branches that oh. make different versions of him right and he's not around to prune it so that he's the only one so what that he who remains was doing was pruning the universe to him so the timeline he was following was the one that goes to him he wasn't following the like the way that they were giving it all that lore at the TVA of this is the prime timeline. This is the one we have to. It's not. It's the one that goes to the Kang that is he who remained. But he couldn't see past that point anyway. So whether or not Sylvie killed him, the time was going to break. Right. So, so he, he, he fulfilled he, his purpose for as long as he could. And then he was going to lose control of it for some unseen reason right now. But it be could be because a quantum version of Kang that he didn't have purveyance over was about to emerge and get his ass. Like, there's all kinds of reasons. Wow, I like that. Yeah, and then Wanda getting her powers, if you play the two finales together, mm. line up music and everything. They line up the scores to the second. Oh, is she going to show up? No, I'm saying, like, Wanda gets her Scarlet Witch shit in the yeah. dark hold oh, at the it. exact moment. The, and they play the same score in both episodes. It starts the exact same second they're synced so that she's doing the thing right at the moment. It's all ripping apart. Oh, so her power so Wanda's power is being unleashed and given to her by the universe probably has something to do with the unlimited potential of multitude, multitudes of futures existing all of a sudden. She can pull from more, more, more realities. Wait, you mean like when she's, there's that, scene where she's let me double check i'm saying it right. where she's watching the stone that's in loki's scepter that like unlocks her scarlet witchitude let me double check mitch um here i'm gonna show this another mandela effect are no. you trying to gaslight me <laughs> i'm not i'm gonna share the screen so you might have to edit this mitch i'm sorry for what i'm not editing shit okay yeah nobody's gonna come after us nobody's gonna see it i mean not unless jd or and or marcello blows the whistle on us jd you got that cool book and now you're gonna blow the fucking whistle on us bro here it's like two minutes long all right i mean it won't play any audio right i believe it will bro you gotta update your fucking browser bro no i have a lot of code running right now <laughs> imagine if everybody were to uh start remembering us as roadcast geeks they thought like that's that's our actual name right but they keep putting the b in front yeah that dude thing. we were a car podcast no no we don't know no? no no you can see it though right yes yeah these we can are the see one, it. these are what line up the same looks like before. the loki one is about a second and yeah behind. but that has to that has to do with where the and or the opening scene ends from the opening scene on it's lined up do you get what i mean all right yeah. so there wanda and agatha are about to have the throwdown throw wanda down. just revealed that she put the runes all over the uh the what is it westfield uh anomaly yeah that she coded everything in runes after she taught her right now she's Scarlet Witchifying. And, and this Sylvie... is the same moment that he's yelling, grow up, Sylvie, you murderer. Oh, Sylvie's a murderer. And then see the universe behind him breaking at the moment she starts sucking in all the power. If you saw behind him in the window. Was it red? Yeah, it starts glowing orange and ripping apart. Oh, I didn't rewind enough, but yeah. That's pretty cool. Shit. To this. I love theories like that. Like the ghost in Three Men and, and a Baby. And most people assume that this, <laughs> this is probably not really a coincidence that they use the same score. And No. Oh, I see stuff happening outside. Getting bright. Oh, and he's getting all nervous. Go to the light, Kang. And Go he's, to the light. 
freaking out, looking around. He knows. It's getting more intense and red outside. Yeah. Oh, and then shit. he's like, oh, shit. I don't know what's going on anymore. Yeah, now he can't see the rest of future. She broke time? No, but I do think this means something about how Wanda's going to be the key to the Kang Dynasty Wars. Oh, yeah. Shit. Well, she's so... Her her control over reality is so strong that Kang can't see what is going to happen to reality anymore. Hmm. So it might be implying that she's going to pull some real House of M shit eventually instead of like House of M light like we got that she might create a reality so strong and unique that it blows everything out. Good lord. That makes me Are they going to speed that up and give us the X-Men? I mean that could be how like during the Kang war when all these different variants from all over different universes come in to fight the Kang like Hugh Jackman yeah that when Wanda shows up and rewrites reality to not have Kang in it anymore she keeps all these new heroes she's met no more Kangs or certain versions of them does her best and keeps one version of everybody you know like there there's a lot of ways that they can use her but it seems like they're setting her up to be pretty important in the whole kang thing as but i'm sure reed richards wouldn't want him erased from the timeline because that's his uh aunt great, or great, descendant great. yeah but whatever they'll have a different one i don't yeah, know i'll make one up yeah jonathan might have had brothers and sisters i don't know wow there's a lot of quantum fucking computing <laughs> there's some new quantum shit has come to light yeah me. dude <laughs> that'd be a great subtitle for the new ant-man and the wasp ant-man and the wasp some new quantum shit has come to life <laughs> like oh, yeah i'd love that they also released who murray is murray oh, murray yeah lord kylar who's that he's a one issue villain from hulk nice so like it might just be a name only i don't see how it'll be the thing from the book so we'll see what it is when you said murray at first i pictured reese darby from flight of the concords nice murray present present (laughs) that guy guy cracks me up yeah so i watched Rewatched the X-Men trilogy over the weekend. Yeah. And I got to tell you, um, X2, I love. And it's all about that refrigerator gutting scene by Wolverine. Oh, yeah. Because uh, you feel that, that, ah! just that, that pure uh. and the last stand was the most comic book movie of its time i feel like that was made just like a comic book down to the interaction the the, the dialogue was different tone from the previous movies it was kind of nice yeah yeah the uh you mean it's like more hammy more comic booky what do you mean Yes, exactly. Exactly. All of that. And I I, I don't think I picked up this sooner. I always remember her reacting a certain way, but not putting it together. Jean Grey, when she was in the Statue of Liberty. In the first one. In the first one. And and that wave of mutant radiation uh, sweeps over mutants. It shouldn't have any effect. But that is what triggered Phoenix. Oh, and then she unlocks it when the lake is collapsing. alkali lake well at that point she something already happened to her like she felt different after that that um that field went over her like you could see her respond and now it makes sense and then later when she's at the lake you could see she already knows that something's up so she's she's feeling it a little bit more so she knows she can do it but then obviously we find out later that the professor was just blocking her real self because he knew she was fucking dangerous yeah dude Jean's a bad bitch. Shut your mouth. Yeah. I'm only talking about Jean. (laughs) 
So my my daughters want to watch more of them. You know, now I have to watch uh, First Class. First Class. Logan. Apocalypse. Well, yes, yeah, Future Past. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What was what was the one before Days of Future Past? First Class. First Class. Where is that? It's not on Disney. Mm, it Ooh. should be. I think it's no. It's on Disney. Is it? Yeah, I I'm didn't pretty... see it in the list because I. It's probably not in whatever list you looked at with those ones. It might be in a different mm. list because they're well, technically different timelines. Okay. Well, I want to watch the. I want to watch them in order. I I, I want to watch Apocalypse again. That was kind of fun. I want. We saw that together in the theaters, didn't we? Yeah. Jordan Waliba, R.I.P. Yeah. Um, when they announced think, Kelsey Grammer as the Beast, that was one of the happiest days of my teenage years. Yeah, he was great as Hank. Well, and the animated series voice actor was doing a Kelsey Grammer. Right. Right. I, I would much rather Kelsey Grammer, not and not anything against Nicholas Holt, but uh, blew yourself up, Beast Boy. Yeah. I'm afraid I blew myself. <laughs> Uh, and uh, I, the <laughs> Nightcrawler version in that movie bothered me as a big Nighty fan my whole life. Oh yeah, Why? the Alan Cumming version in X Two is way better. Thoughts. Oh yeah, I I like him. I like uh, Wagner. I wonder why they didn't bring him back. Uh, Probably because Alan Cumming was terrifying in that makeup. Mm. Yeah, and because he wasn't good as Nightcrawler at all. No, he was great. No, it was like a cool character in the movie, and it was a really bad Nightcrawler. In X2? Yeah, I like. I thought it was pretty good, actually. Why did Are you, you talking about the kid in Apocalypse? I'm talking about X2. Okay. The one where it starts where he's attacking the president? Yeah, stripy pants nightcrawler hiding in the church and being all shy and having no fucking wherewithal with people or social skills or... Wagner. Cut Wagner. Yeah, you mean king of getting pussy swashbuckling fucking nightcrawler? Smoothest talking man alive? He was also being mind-controlled to kill people. Still, even when he's doing that in the old X-Men, he's smooth criminal. Yeah, it's off. It is an off, way off portrayal of it's it's good acting. Cummings does what was acted asked of him in the story really well. Sure. <laughs> it just makes me think about Roger from American Dad. He's like, I went to the Golden Globes, but they sat me next to Alan Cummings. So I got scared. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just not right. Like, it's good. It's like a lot of the early Marvel movies where they're like good, but they're not right hmm. yeah alan cummings is a weird dude yeah and it was a weird choice to like use nightcrawler as that character i thought the effects were great that white house scene that was really well done yeah the movie rips i yeah. just was i remember being very bummed out at like 13 or 14 or whatever it was being like man it really did kurt dirty i guess i was really happy at the time with the other choices they had made that i was willing to just accept anything because they had already uh, first off Patrick Smith is Professor X. Uh, not Smith Stewart, excuse me. Patrick Stewart is Professor X, right? Like, yeah. You can't imagine Xavier without imagining him. It's who he is. Wolverine, great casting. We, you know, we discover shortly after we see it. I really like their Magneto, but I don't. I don't think it's their finest work. And I thought Halle Berry as Storm looked great. I don't. I don't know if she really owned the part for me. Hey, Matt. You know what happens to a toad when it gets struck by lightning? <laughs> oh, 
is so terrible. <laughs> Same thing that happens to anything else. But for what it's worth, I think she's probably a very nice woman and she's very beautiful, but I don't think she's been good in anything I've ever seen her in. Uh, counterpoint, she plays Sharon Stone in the fucking Flintstones live action movie and she is so good in that. So okay. So she can play a vapid cartoon really well, but no real deep character. Swordfish, she was in that. Yeah, but again, oh, what about that one where she's the nine one one dispatcher? Oh, I have not seen that. I think it's called Dispatch. Yeah, yeah. What's your favorite Halle Berry movie, listener? Ooh. We always talk about dudes and what their favorite movie is, but what's your favorite Halle Berry movie? And don't say fucking was it Swordfish where she just shows her tits. Oh, that's what I said. I like that. <laughs> I like it for the articles. <laughs> I like it for the TVR. TVR. Yeah, it's a it's the car he drives on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you would. You want to tongue that car's gas hole, don't you? Yeah, you do. You do yeah, I do. I wish it wasn't a green one, and then I'd want it even more. <laughs> Change its oil pan. He had that one that had the color shift. Remember he had the color shift purple to green one? No, I don't remember that movie. Other than a very specific one minute and 15 seconds. Okay. It appears first class is on stars right now due to probably previously agreed upon contracts yeah Yeah, i'm looking at her roles and i don't really a lot of these things i i guess i didn't know she was in gothica did i see that oh gothica never saw it Catwoman sucked nuts yeah yeah one one of the all-time trash comic book movies monsters ball I never saw that. Is that where she plays? Uh, no, I don't know what actually. Is that the one with Billy Bob? I can't remember. Beautiful, wonderful movie. I never saw so. it. She's in Boomerang. She's in Bullworth. Yeah, movies I saw, but don't really fully remember. Oh, uh, she's in Die Another Day. She's in Kingsman, the Golden Circle Dog. Didn't see. Yeah, she uh, drives a Jaguar in Die Another Day. Oh, yeah? Yeah. This is how my brain works, boys. Oh, man. So Monsters Ball. Listen to this one sentence. Jesus. (laughs) After a family tragedy, a racist prison guard reexamines his attitudes while falling in love with the African-American wife of the last prisoner he executed. What the fuck? Yeah, man. That sounds like something I'll never watch willingly. Sounds like a Billy Bob Thornton movie. It's got Mm -hmm. Peter Boyle and Billy Bob. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Heath Ledger, a young Heath Ledger. Ooh. Peter Boyle, the old man. Peter Boyle. Oh, dude. Young I'm happy Frankenstein. Know- Frank. I'm happy knowing that Peter Boyle got to smoke Billy Bob Thornton under a table at least once. Peter Boyle, legendary uh, biggest pothead of all time in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. And Heath Ledger was there too. He's like, You want to know how I got these munchies? They oh, passed most, out. Yeah. Death was in it. Famously can't handle his highs. <laughs> Ooh, he's got an Oscar for it. Heath, Heath Ledger. <laughs> uh, Heath I like Ledger. him. I do like Heath Ledger. A Knight's Tale is one of my all time favorite fun movies to put I'm on. I'm with yeah. you. I am with you 100% on that. I that, love that movie. That movie's a party on wheels, dude. That movie rules. That movie gives me, it, this is a weird connection, but that movie and, and Drumline are. Two movies that I just, I don't know, I, I start watching and I just really enjoy. Drumline rules too, because it's supposed to be emotional and who gives a fuck. Right. But, but it's awesome. Like, it's it's truly awesome to behold. And I'm not a huge Nick Cannon fan, but yeah. Daddy, like... Nick Cannon's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck is Nick Cannon? Nick Cannon's hilarious. It's hilarious. I, 
We got all your school clothes money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go tell your mother. Tell us cussing in the house. God damn, he's gonna snitch on me. Uh let's see. We're watching, we're still watching the Orville slowly. Nice. Yeah. How about how how long? How uh hey Matt, this is Dr. Mitch Jones. I am listening. How did you how 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 many episodes did you get into? <laughs> Well, you went Pingo Jones, Doctor Mitch, <laughs> Doctor Mitch Pingo Jones. We're yes. we're not we're not that far in. We we have very little time to to watch stuff. We are we are on the episode where what's her name, Alara, uh, took control. Of the oh show hell us, yeah! And they're nice. in the zoo now. I, I I've seen these episodes already. I'm just rewatching with uh you know with my wife, my, my wife, my wife, and it's, Alara. You want to open up this jar of pickles for me? Yeah. <laughs> It's it's really funny. It's it's such a good show, actually. Hell yeah, man! I can't wait till you get to the season two episode called "Twice in a Lifetime." No, it's called uh, "Fuck." What's it called? It made me cry so hard. Yeah, you told uh, me about that episode. "Twice in a Lifetime's the sequel episode in the third season. Uh, oh, okay, I was like, I, that feels very right when you said it. Here, I'm looking it up. It's episode guys, season uh, two. Home? No, it's uh, identity. No lasting impressions. I'll tell you something that annoyed yeah. me though, that while she was in control, you know, she's being told you just gotta, you know, you now it's the hard part. You gotta make your decision, right? right? Do what you know is right. So then she's in the cafeteria and she asked Grimes, she's like, So uh I was told to do this. He's like, No, you don't have to do that. The captain wouldn't do, you know, he wouldn't have done that to you. And she's like, Okay, well, oh well. And then then she stands up in front of everybody and says, I'm gonna do this because that's the thing they do. It's like, dude, you just got bullied again. You just got pushed into doing <laughs> what you were told that you were supposed to stand up for, and he made a decision. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of annoyed me. Yeah. Alara's great and all, but I'm more of a Tala guy. Yeah. You'll meet Tala soon enough. I love the egg. I love Tala can get it, dude. I'd let that chick bend me in half. (laughs) She could break my ribs. Yeah, dude. I'd be like a metal beam and she'd be like Bender. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) I can bend it to anything you want. 30 degrees, 31, 32 (laughs) degrees. Yeah, man. Oof. So that's, yeah, that's really what I've been watching. Trailers and that. I'm in slacking. Oh, I saw on Instagram something came by and it was a Three Stooges thing, and I liked it. And now my algorithm is all fucking Three Stooges stuff. So I've just been on YouTube watching the Three Stooges. God, Mitch. What? I love you so Are much. You? Yeah. Hell so yeah. Good. You know what? I, I think after I like some extensive Stooges. research, and I love them all. Yeah. I love them all. We love the Stooges, don't we, folks? We love them. I love them. You're a Shemp guy. I'm a Shemp guy. Yeah. How did you know? Did we, we talked about this before? We haven't, but I, I love Shemp. Who do you think I'm rooting for? Larry. Larry. (laughs) Come on, porcupine. What's a big idea? (laughs) Uh, Oh, wise guy, eh? Yeah, Yeah. but I have Shemp's hair. No, Shemp has long, like, split down the... Yeah, Shemp has, like, he's got an altered Mo, because him and Mo and Curly are brothers in real life. But Larry's the one that has all the curly hair. Okay. I had him him backwards in my brain. Yeah, what's the matter with you? Boop. 
Yes. <laughs> I used to watch a lot of Three Stooges. As a kid, we used to go to this restaurant called Ground Drown. And yeah. it, was, it was a place that you could eat peanuts and throw the shells on the floor. And there was these big barrels of peanuts. And That's they a- had a kid's area where you hung out. And they had Three Stooges and Courageous Cat and Minute Mouse uh, cartoons. Yeah, man. With that, that sounds great. With that with frog it- that spoke like, um, what's his name? Uh, spoke like that. You see? Yeah. Yeah. You see? Oh, like Edward G. Robinson. Edward G. Robinson. Thank you. There's a frog that talks like Edward G. Robinson. Yeah. He's a villain on, uh, uh, what is it? Courageous cat and minute mouse. Mm. You ever heard of that cartoon? No, I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. I don't think it was syndicated on anything when me and Mitch were kids. Oh, it was was just something I've always known. It was kind of like a Batman uh, cartoon knockoff thing. Let's see. It was Matt. I'm afraid uh, Kane created it. That doesn't exist in this universe. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, it does. I'm aware of it. I just don't think it was like, again, I don't think Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon or anybody that was playing cartoons when Mitch and I were kids syndicated it. Whoa. Yeah, that that frog looks just like Edward G. Robinson. Yeah, see? So as long as I'm around, you'll always be the second best, see? Yeah, that's how he talks. That's how I know. That's how I know that Edward G. Robinson talks that way, because I remember the frog and being told that the frog is a not you know a spoof of there he is of edward g robinson so whenever i do an impersonation of edward g robinson i'm doing an impersonation of this frog makes sense yeah but i only watched this cartoon at ground round so when we'd go eat and sit in this room we'd watch these movies and three stooges i mean there would be like birthday parties and the shit just going on all around you it was fun nice, nice. Basically, all this started was because I uh, I watched like a 30-minute video about the grave sites of all the Three Stooges. And then I was just like, man, I should watch some videos of them smacking each other around. My dad was more of like a Abbott and Costello man, so I saw more Same. of that growing up. Yeah, I, I saw all of that. And Laurel and Hardy. I watched yeah. a lot of that. One of my yep. favorite movies growing up was March of the Wooden Soldier. Nice. Yeah. Abbott and Costello were starting to steal Curly's bits, dude. Mm-hmm. I think they were all stealing from vaudeville, and whoever put it down first was considered the owner. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Those were the days, boy. Yeah. Yeah, I saw all of the um, Abbott and Costello movies and stuff. My dad was really into it, so I watched a lot of that as a kid. Yeah, anytime those were on, my dad would be like, hey, get out of here. Yeah. Gotta see this shit. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. No, I was lucky I had pothead parents that worked 24 hours a day, so I'd get woken up when anything cool was on the TV. (laughs) I did. I mean it. I have appreciation for shit. I've been rewatching Adam 12. One Adam 12. One Adam 12. What's your location? Oh, Mitch, if you were a chick, we'd be getting married right now. I'd be on my way to you, so we could elope. (laughs) Adam 12 so good. I never really watched one Adam 12, but I did watch Car 54 a little bit. Car 54 is good. Adam 12 is much funnier. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's implied heavily for like the first four seasons that the main cop's gay. Yeah. And it like it's it's pretty funny to see heavy-handed gay implication jokes from the 60s that won't outright say anything. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of deft joke writing going on. Hmm. Uh also it's like very dragnetty but done in a more humorous way where it's all stories out of the local papers. My favorite one is when the guy gets busted for drying marijuana in a local laundromat's dryers. <laughs> it's a solid episode. Yeah, I don't, I'm not really watching anything else, unfortunately. 
I can't think of. I tried watching um, Doom Patrol, and it was just late. I was tired, and I fell asleep. But it was Rita was in charge. She's running a superhero squad, right? And she's just kind of on. Everyone's. I don't know. Did you finish Southside by chance? Southside. I don't think I did. Okay. Um, I've been watching the new National Treasure. I'm watching Ghost, watching Abbott Elementary, I've been watching Flatch. How is the new Abbott Elementary? Really good. Yeah. I mean, not Abbott Elementary. How's the new uh well, I mean, I know that's good too. Uh they just won a Golden Globe, I believe it was. Yes. Oh good. Uh how how is uh the fucking I know Nate said to watch The Last of Us. I need to get on that. I've never played the game though. Me. Um how is National what was Treasure? one of the things you said? National Treasure, that's the one. It's really good. It's definitely for like 15 or 16 year old kids, but it skews old enough like or it it doesn't have to skew so young for them or to be dumbed down that it's not fun. It's just but it's about a bunch of teenagers joining a national treasure hunt and then bringing in Oh, fuck. What's the sidekick's name? Jonathan. Is it Jonathan? No, that's from the mummy, actually. Okay, I was gonna say that seems right, but wrong at the same time. But the guy who was like Nicolas Cage's sidekick in all of them. Oh, the dude from The Hangover. Um, Is Ed he? Helms? No. no, no, it's not Ed Helms. It's the dude that gets stuck on the roof. Is that him? Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, then we're gonna find the best friend, Doug, Justin Bartha. I have no idea. I don't see him on the I'm starring. Must steal the Declaration of Independence. Let's let me see if I can see what the character name is. In there. Riley Poole. Riley Poole. That's the real name or the their name. Yeah, yeah. But it's played by Justin Bartha. I believe you. But yeah, he he's in the show. And then uh um um Morticia, vagina causes throat cancer. Catherine Zeta Jones. No. Yeah, she plays the villain. Yeah, but she wasn't Morticia. That was Angelica Houston. No, the new one. Uh, oh, and the Catherine animated Zeta. one? No, in Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, oh I don't she know dips game. beneath the lasers. Oh, hmm. uh, <laughs> what's that from, Mitch? Workaholics. Okay, thank you, Catherine Zeta Jones. I've rewatched that show like probably six or seven times, so it's in my head. But I'm usually getting uh, deep down kisses on a bong when I'm watching. Yeah, workaholics. and uh, Paramount Plus just they passed on the Workaholics movie that they were going to do. That was already in pre-production. They were ready to go. They were a lot of people just lines. lost their jobs. Yeah, and I'm pissed. I listen to their podcast every week. I support Anders so much. I love that. What man. do you do? He just rules. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like he was like having, he had if no, health he keeps, issues or he something. He keeps having failed sitcoms. Oh, Durs. But dude, guess what? He hangs right behind his head in his office for doing a uh, podcast and shit. Right. An, old, an old school Jim Ross fucking She-Hulk. Nice. Alex Ross. That's cool. Yeah, he's a badass. Cool dude. Uh, Blake, who on paper seems like the one I'd get along with the most, I think seems like a weird little sissy boy. Oh, he's a he's a total... Uh, Soy boy. Mm. I think he's just soft. He just seems like he's never having the right amount of fun and that he's, he's worried about stuff too much. And S-A-W-F-T. Soft. Soft. Um, I've been watching something else that was really good, but I've already watched it this week and it's not coming up on my fucking Apple TV. What are you watching? 
man oh i watched that new netflix documentary um hitchhiker with a hatchet what's it called oh is that that new juggalo movie no i mean the guy was probably a juggalo (laughs) after watching this film mitch i believe he was one of your family but uh uh, family it's three syllable word bro you call this a family (laughs) this here like over there that's family Hey Mitch, I double dog dare you to learn Casey Jones' whole fucking monologue there, and then go say it on stage at a Juggalo concert. No, I don't want fucking rocks and bottles <laughs> full of shit and piss thrown at me. It would be uh, Juggalo show. But how many times would you rewatch a video of someone doing that? Yeah, but I don't want to have to be ousted from the family. God, what if they let us wear the masks and also have the weapons, and then we can go out and go full Baco? Fair enough. Okay, cool. It's called The Hatchet-Wielding Hitchhiker. And the description is, this shocking documentary chronicles a happy-go-lucky nomad's ascent into viral stardom and the steep downward spiral that resulted in his imprisonment. But do you guys remember, it's been many years now, but when... There was that viral video of that dude who like saved a bunch of people's lives and he was a hitchhiker that just whacked that dude with a hatchet three times. And he was like, and I was like, smash, smash, smash. And it was no. like a I'm real viral now. clip. No. Okay. I feel like if Mitch saw the video, you're so internet literate that you'd be like, oh, yes, I remember this. Because it's like maybe 10. It's old. It's an older video. But uh, he's got like a red shirt on and like yeah. he's got a bandana. Okay, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, he's oh, got, he's the got bandana a bandana pulling his hair back. Kai, and, the hatchet wielding hitchhiker. And he immediately looks in the like camera as soon as they start interviewing. He's like, first off, I got to say something. If you're out there and you've messed up in your life, don't worry about it. Everybody deserves respect. You deserve respect. And you deserve love and he's just being this like righteous hippie dude who then is like yeah i saved those people's lives but cut that dude with a hatchet he used the blunt end twice and then when the guy was still trying to kill the lady he used the sharp end the third time and then i don't know man the documentary is pretty wild but then i also read like a big statement from his real life brother who explains like and it is true when you watch the documentary it really goes into everything up until the trial and it just kind of ends and tells you how the trial went in like the black and white text frames that they do at the end of documentaries, Mm. but they denied him a rape kit. He basically killed this guy and he claimed he woke up while he was getting raped a second time. And basically because he went back to this dude's place after being abandoned for his other place to stay that night, the cops like didn't believe that he'd gotten raped the first night. Mm. And, uh, there was some really fishy shit in the court case when I looked it up after watching the documentary. Like they really, it seems like they rolled this kid. And like the whole reason why he was there doesn't make any sense unless that old man was trying to fuck him. But mm. he ends up killing a guy like three months after, like less than three months after that viral video. Cause he's like this weird hitchhiking crazy person who's staying with different people. And then this guy allegedly raped him twice and the second time he beat him to death because he woke up while he was doing it is what he claims but he's in prison for 57 years now it's a crazy documentary that dude what he was just on jimmy kimmel on in 2013 yeah he was on jimmy kimmel like days like week between days and weeks after the incident with the hatchet when he saved those people and he acts 
absolutely insane on Kimmel. Like it's it's obvious that this dude isn't stable. Like it's weird that so many of these news people and smart people that you're seeing them interview about spending large amounts of time with them and shit. Like you guys don't have any radar for this. You don't you don't know what deeply crazy looks like. You can't. Uh, it's weird. It's weird how many people let this really because even if he was raped, like this guy's dangerous. Like he is a dangerous human being. I uh, I don't want to spoil parts of it for you guys, but he makes other weird confessions to a band he's playing with later on about the first attack because he was hitchhiking with the guy he hit with the hatchet. Uh, it's really crazy. Yeah, this guy is crazy. Yeah, but it's worth a it's worth a look. After spending six years in a county jail, he was convicted of murder in 2019 and sentenced to 57 years in prison. Yeah, and I don't know if he really deserves that but i definitely know that he shouldn't have never been given a platform by that guy who put him on the news right yeah they say that the media has some culpability uh, yeah responsibility or accountability yeah. yeah yeah they put this obviously crazy person out there that i do truly believe this old man was taking advantage of the old man wouldn't have known to find this guy if he wasn't on tv being obviously unhinged to anybody who can read that i don't know but it's a good documentary it's worth checking out all right might um, have to do that young sheldon just keeps getting better and better yeah yeah none of you are ever gonna watch it so no, no go ahead it's how many seasons has it been now isn't it only on its first season no, some might no. say this, this kid's too gone many. This kid's gone clean through puberty you haven't even watched it mitch i know this is one of those things where in a couple years i'll be like have you guys ever watched young sheldon you you will too because it's really really good what is it what season is it on? Certainly in its sixth season. So six? I've been I've been bitching about it for at least that many years. Six? Shut yeah. up. I know. So I'm thinking like season eight, one of you is going to be like, you know what I saw? Because it's on Netflix now. That could be the case. What channel is it on? Paramount Plus for the new season. And I think oh. the previous seasons are on Hulu. I have Paramount Plus, but I don't have Hulu. Okay. So I'll um, wait for it to come on Netflix and I'll be like, yo, have you guys heard of this show, Young Sheldon? I, I think it's, it's worth it's a spin-off of the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. I think it'd be worth asking maybe somebody that controls a box you may or may not have access to to see if they could put it on there. Do you yeah. have access? Well, wait, all right, wait, wait. Do you need to have watched the Big Bang Theory to Fuck enjoy no. or watch Young no, Sheldon? No, not one drop. As long as you like culturally understand that Sheldon's this genius adult. Okay. Yeah, but it's like watching Better Call Saul without having seen Breaking Bad. Like, you might appreciate it more if you've seen The Big Bang Theory, but it's not necessary. Yeah, you might get, like, one or two extra jokes a season. Like, they, it's pretty separate. All right. What about that porno spinoff, The Gang Bang Theory? Whoa, Mitch, <laughs> tell me more, tell me more. Uh, Did you get very far? But I've told you, the kid from that Jody Hill movie in it is fucking hilarious as a dipshit teenager in Texas that's getting an older chick pregnant at 8, 17 in like the 80s. He's a riot of just playing like a, oh, gee, I don't know. I just, I'm just trying to do the right thing. Like he's just a little fucking Guigo idiot and he plays is that it. a character on the show. Yeah. It's the older brother. His older right. brother, uh, is just this moron of a kid for like the first four and a half, five seasons. And then he's working at his job one day and lies to the news weather girl about how old he is. Go home, fucks her, get it, gets her pregnant and then has to admit to her that he's 17. So she feels like a pedophile and she's this pregnant. This is all on young Sheldon. 
Oh yeah, dude. This show's wild. And then um Annie Potts plays the grandma. Mimo. Dude, I'll knock Mima's boots Mimo. all around. Mima can age? get it. Annie Potts might be hotter to me now than she was in Ghostbusters. That girl What age dead. rating does this show get? Oh, you can definitely watch it with your kids. Do you think they would like it? Mm, yeah. Actually, I bet they would. I don't know if they'd like it as much as you and I do because of like, I don't know, a lot of a lot of the humor is based around how bad it was to be geeky about anything back in the day. And I don't know if that translates to kids now. Mm -hmm. We're all accepting of each other's shit. My kids love black comedies. Good. Then they'll they'll dig it. And the kid literally black comedies thing like Friday. Like, well, they, they love like Abbott Elementary, uh, but they yeah. also watch, they've been watching Sister, Sister. Oh, uh, Sister, yeah. Sister, Sister fucking rules. Choice. Uh, they watch this show, Family Reunion, which has Tia yep. Mowry all grown up. Yep. What about then, um, Family Matters? They haven't watched it. They're familiar with Urkel, but I think they also watched The Wonder Years, the new one. The new Wonder Years is a treasure. Not I, a comedy, I, I, but you, you get it. It is very much a comedy. Right. Fair it's, enough. It's serious, but it's, it's, way funnier than the first one right right it's right. a dramedy it's, it's a drama that has comedic elements right i'd almost call it a kamada kamada i like comedy that. did you just coin that right I now did. i did it's a comedy with drama accents kamada yeah what's kamada you <laughs> yeah it's uh <laughs> i i watched oh. all 22 episodes in like a week and a half man it is so good i loved every second of it and then the episode where it finally crosses over with the other wonder years oh it does i cried like a bitch dude it punched me in my gut it was real rough on me and i mean like it didn't really make me cry any other moment in the season so it's it's less heavy than the first one but the moment when it does cross over with the other one is like i don't know why it hit me so hard but it hit me really really hard wow i was like ugly sobbing yeah, like God damn it! I wonder what's Everything's up with. I wonder what Dan Loria is if he's still alive. Huh. He was the dad from the original. Yeah, dude, he was a badass. I had one of those moments on season the season three of the Orville where they showed Dolly Parton and she plays the song "Try." Yeah. Anyway, not to change the subject, but man, that's cool that the Wonder Wonder Years. It, the new one crosses over with the original yeah man and it's like in how does respect, it it's almost obvious do you want me to spoil it for you yes. yeah okay well in the first wonder years it opens with wendy finding out her brother's dead winnie, or, winnie, winnie sorry. cooper yeah winnie, winnie cooper. part of the beginning is like that's the heaviness is that this girl on the block's older brother this kid on the block that everybody knew died in the war and like uh i think it's still in that season they get they get a letter with like a bunch of his belongings and one of them is the picture of winnie that he carried around with him and it means a lot to winnie that the thing he carried on him all the time was her Mm. and then in the new one the older brother is in vietnam for like the first half of the season and then there's like this big triumphant episode where he comes home and you find out like he was the sergeant i think he was in charge over there and like he gets offered a couple a couple of janitorial jobs and then goes and re-enlists without telling his family until he's already signed the papers and it's really pretty sad Mm. but he goes back and then you're like well man that's a bummer they're definitely about to kill this character but uh he uh 
I don't know, a couple episodes later, like the episode ends with a cliffhanger where they get a call and it's that he's been injured in the war. And then I think it must have been like the Christmas episode or like a holiday episode, because when they come back, it's obvious that some time has passed, even in the air schedule. And like he's already home and recovering, but like being kind of weird and dating this new chick and things are going too fast and he wants to move in with her and her kid. And she's a divorced lady back in the 60s, so his conservative black family is pissed. But uh, you find out, he finally sits his family down and tells them why he's weird. And it's that when he was out there, uh, they, they came under fire and three of his guys went down and died. And then him and his best friend, Eric, I think, turned around to go get everybody back. And then on the crawl back while they were carrying the bodies, uh, he was calling out to Eric to see where he was. And nobody nobody was responding. And he's like, and that's when I must have been hit. But, you know, he was dead. And when they got me out, you know, everybody, all of my friends were dead. And then the episode ends after he's explained all this to his family. And he's up in his room packing up a letter. And his little brother walks in. And his little brother looks over his shoulder. And it's kind of a shot from, like, here. And you can't really see down where his hands are moving, you know, but you can tell he's doing something. And his little brother's like, oh, man, who's that? She's really cute. And his brother's like, oh, um, that's Eric and his little sister. Her name's Winifred. And his brother's like, Winifred? And he's like, yeah, man, but he called her Winnie. And then you, like, see the little brother look at the picture, and it's the old photo that Winnie treasured in the first series. Oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah. I love when shit works out like that. That just goes to show people being fans of the shit they're rebooting. It goes a long fucking way. Long fucking way. Really long way. I love it when a plan comes together. That's great. Me too. And the show's so much funnier and less heavy than the other one that it like had that moment out of nowhere because like it's usually pretty light. And mm. then all of a sudden you're like, oh fuck, man. Like good thing he's sending that letter. He's about to save that little girl's mental state. Now it's just called The Wonder Years again, the new one, right? Yeah, it's just the Wonder Years 2021. And then the new season's coming out this summer. Mm. Nice. It was gonna be a mid-season replacement for something. They're gonna use it again as a mid-season one. But I, I feel like my I feel like my kids did watch it. It's um, really good. The older mm-hmm. sister's a Black Panther and fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. How many seasons is there? Just one so far. The second right. one's coming out. And as long as Fred Savage doesn't get his whole ass canceled in the next year, we'll <laughs> hopefully get a third season. Yo, but for real, for real, they love Sister Sister. Sister Sister rules. Are they watching Smart Guy yet? No, and I never watched that show because it just wasn't in my wasn't in my range. What, what is it? Ninety four. So I would have been in college. Yeah, and me and Mitch were like six, yeah. not seven. Yeah. I remember hearing of it, but not really because I like Tim Reed. I'd known Tim Reed. I watched WKRP and and other shows. Yeah. yeah. See, whereas I think I was the only weirdo kid in the whole playground who could have been like, "That's the guy from." WKRP. Yeah. <laughs> Him and of course Jack A. I remember Jack A. From like 227 or something. Or just some shows she was on. But yeah, she was never... in oh go ahead, Ty. No, no, I was just saying never watched it. Go ahead. She was in what? Oh. She was in that movie Ladybugs with Rodney Dangerfield. I fucking yeah. love that movie, dude. Yep. So filmed PNC. in Colorado, by the yes. way. Yes. Yeah. So are people we know are in it. My buddy what? Brett knows people in it. Yeah. Who's in it? 
Or he Kayvon, was in it. Kayvon's old business partner is one of the soccer players. The pot czar of Colorado, Ian Sieb. Oh, I met that dude. Yeah, he's one of the soccer players. Dang. Friends. Yeah. That's uh, that's nuts, man. Um, There's two trailers that came out recently that I wanted to bring up. Let's hear them. One of them is for The Mandalorian Season 3. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. So he's going to go back to not taking his helmet off. Going back to Mandalore. Yep. Is it, you think he's going to build some armor for little Grogi? I hope so. I mean, does he really need it, though? Because there's that shot at the end where that dude goes flying out of the cave and then Grogu comes floating out in his little floating bassinet and he's just like force crushing this motherfucker. Yeah, but I mean, like knowing Star Wars, that that scene's probably in the first two episodes. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, get out of the garbage smasher. <laughs> yeah, Grogu I- talks this season. He's going to be voiced by Bobcat Goldthwait. No, he'll be voiced by Mel Blanc, who's not dead yet. <laughs> oh, your mic did button. not want that. All right, whatever. It took it all off. We barely, it sounded like you weren't even whispering. Oh, I wasn't whispering. I was actually yelling a lot, but whatever. Yeah. We're not going to redo it. So yeah, Mandalorian season three starts in March, March 1st to be specific. Um, And then I don't know if you guys saw this, but there's a, finally a trailer for another thing coming out in March. Mel Brooks's history of the world part, part two. two. Yes, of course he, I've seen this. Is well, he of made course. It? I mean, is it him? It's him. That's yeah, him. Wow. And I know he's old, but they show him in the video being like, "Here's the here's the trailer," and I was like, "Dude, you look fucking haunting." Like, you're an old ass man. Yeah, what is he? 97, 96. He's got to be in almost the Century Club. He's close. So it's uh, I can't. I, I loved that movie, and I saw that movie more times than I should have. Is there any Torquemada. way that, is there any way that Mel Brooks could make a Mel Brooks movie today? Yes. Yes. Uh, all right. A sequel to that movie. Yes. I don't know. How the fuck do you cancel somebody who's going to be dead by the time the Oscars roll around? Ooh, I, <laughs> no, that's I not going to wood. I don't want Jake Becker to kill Mel Brooks. With it his won't prediction. be me, dude. It'll be time. Uh, hey, I know, but the, what do you say? Yeah, I just don't see him you getting can't talk canceled. him out of anything. <laughs> I, th- I think there's too much goodwill and he's too old to get in trouble for doing the thing he's been doing unpunished for so long let's hurry and he brought on he brought on nick kroll oh yeah he brought here's, on a team of people who here's the know, question though is there gonna be a hitler on ice yeah dude they, it's a team of habitual line steppers he went out of his way to go find a bunch of comedians who are habitual line steppers wanda sykes is in it she must be no she is yeah i'm, I'm just it was less of a question more of a decorative <laughs> statement yeah. a declarative statement former nsa agent habitual line stepper wanda sykes and this is gonna be a hulu miniseries and i, I didn't it's mean a- that I think it's a movie. uh, It's a Hulu movie, I think. Interesting. It's going to be a four-night event. Oh, shit. Kicking off March 6th. Nick Kroll, Ike Barinholtz, Wanda Sykes, Seth Rogen as Noah. Uh, Quinta Brunson. Nice. Speaking of Abbott Elementary. Zazie Beats. I don't know who that person is. Kumail. Zazie Beats is Domino from No, I know who she is. Uh, There was another name. Dove Cameron. Oh, I don't know. know. Kumail Nanjiani, of course. Silverman, Taika Waititi. Oh, my goodness. This is exciting. I never thought there'd be a day when I'd smoke pot with somebody 
in a Mel Brooks movie, much less several. It's rules. They got rogues and Nanjiani. Yeah. Who's Nanjiani going to play? Sex God? Can't play anything else now. It's too hot. It doesn't say. It just says Seth Rogen plays Noah. That rules. I need to see the Fablemans. I've heard. Oh, from speaking many. of the Fablemans, did you see that? Uh, that's the one that's like a semi-autobiographical movie about Steven Spielberg growing up, right? Yeah. Yes. Did you see that there was some fact checker article where they were like, "Yeah, the Fablemans is pretty true," except for Steven didn't have a girlfriend at this point in time, like he said he did in the movie. I mean, yeah. It's pretty fucking funny that he he's like made up a fake girlfriend and then people called him on it. Well, probably for that age, because he kind of compacted like a lot of his life story into a smaller portion, right? I guess. Yeah. Compacted it or garbage smashed it. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, garbage smashed it all together. But I bet like whatever the point is about what he was doing for that relationship or what the relationship was doing to his art was relevant to his life story. Probably just not in the time frame he needed, but that it makes it run smoother. I just thought it was funny. Where it I was doubt basically he was like a dick fibbing. You think he was dick fibbing? On yeah, film? he was just like, yeah, I had a girlfriend. They're like, what's her name? You don't know her. She lives in Canada. Yeah, Ni- Niagara Falls region. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a dick fibber. I'm Steven Spielberg. <laughs> I'm gonna make a fucking arc that's so Raiders. Of course, I got pussy. Have you seen Tiny Tunes? <laughs> Like we need have you seen there. practical effects in <laughs> Jurassic Park that are going to be way better than more technically advanced special effects that come decades after it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that nerd. No duh. Yeah, I want to see that. It's supposed to be good. Well, earlier, Mitch, you mentioned that people should write in or post on our Reddit. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, please write in. Tell us some Mandela effects that you have personally experienced or you've heard about. Do you remember Baloo the Bear dancing with the fucking coconut bra? Uh, I'm going to go put in this VHS of the Jungle Book right now. Jake, I know you said it's already been changed by the timeline split, but uh, what if I send you a picture later and it has this is the fucking tape that spans the multiverse. We'll never know. Dude, if that tape has Baloo and a bra on it, then you better start running because the TVA type thing mm-hmm. is coming for your butthole. Yeah, dude, they're going to prune. They're going to put that little pruny stick right on my b-hole. And yeah, dude. Sem- fuck. I don't have any magic powers like Loki, and I certainly don't have any fucking ma- like technically advanced armor. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be like I can do this all day, and then I I can't. I'll just get winded. Yeah, um, they're, just, they're gonna turn you into a cop who dreams about jet skis. <laughs> yes. Um, wow. I mean, um, but so anyway, yeah, write us on our, our at broadcastgeeks at gmail.com. Tell us about some Mandela effects that you've maybe heard of or experienced yourself. Tell us who your favorite stooge is. Are you a shemp guy? Are you a Larry backer? Are you a weirdo that fucking likes curly Joe for some reason? <laughs> fucking write to us broadcastgeeks at gmail.com. You can also follow our Facebook page. Give us a like there. Interact with our shit. Or you could go to Twitter at broadcast geeks is the account there's a poll running right fucking now uh probably not by the time this airs i don't know i had it set for seven days but you can vote in who's your favorite of the three stooges is uh you you can go to our instagram at broadcast underscore geeks and you can follow us there you can go to our reddit page r slash broadcast geeks you can do that or if you don't want to do any of that 
Just go to wherever you get podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, like us, share us, give us a fucking rating. Five stars, if you please, if you like the show. But if nothing else, just come back next week and listen to us ramble again, because we love you and we want to see you again. And uh, we also are going to tickle your fancy with one of our uh, not-so-secret uh, sign-off lines. It goes a little something like this. Excel. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah.